0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Hallelujah, glory to God. I want you to turn with me. I mean, I liked liked what I said. He said, when you take care of my seeds, I'll take care of your needs. Now, the seed is not just Find it, it's the word of God. When you start um, valuing and, and really elevating and taking, taking a hold of and hanging on to and taking care, meaning this. I'm gonna be a doer of the word. When you hold on to that word so tight and you take care of the seed of God's word, he's gonna start taking care of your needs. And you find that in Matthew 6.25. I wanna read Matthew 6.25 in the Passion Because it reads really, really clear, Um, and I think there's some stuff in here. You know, um, a a couple Sundays ago, I was teaching about this this passage, but I really wanted to go back because I think there's a lot more in it, and I want you to pull this in. So, Matthew six twenty five, Passion Translation. This is why I tell you to never be worried about your life. Boy, ain't stop right there. Remember, I I think it was um, Father's Day. I was talking about this. And um, never be worried. Man, isn't that something right there? This is why I tell you, never be worried about your life. What, what, who in the world's doing that, right? You know, it's like sometimes you don't worry, you know, for all that you need will be provided. Don't worry about your life. And doesn't that happen so many times? We get worried about life. We get overwhelmed with life. Take care of the seed of God's word. And he'll take care of your life, when you're when you take care of my seed, I'll take care of your need. That's what he said. What do you mean my need? Everything you need. God knows what you have need of. You know it was funny. I said this that that week, that whole week I was on this whole kick, right? I was thinking like, man, if he if he, I said this, I said he, God's got the worms. You know what I mean? He said, birds of the air, they don't, they don't go worrying about where they're going to eat. He showed up producing the, look, look at the birds of the air. They don't worry about their existence. They don't worry about where their foods come from. They don't lay up, plant and reap or store. Look, let me read 625. I'll read 25. Let me just read the whole passage all the way through. And then you could check this out and we could build off this. This is why I tell you to never be worried about your life. For all that you need will be provided. Food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? Look at all the birds. Do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant. They don't reap. They don't store up food. Yet your heavenly father produces what, or provides for them the food. Aren't you much more valuable to your father than they? So which are you going to add anything by worrying? So which of you, by worrying, can add anything to your life? And why would you worry about clothing? Look at all these beautiful flowers of the field. They don't work. They don't toil. Yet even as Solomon is in all his thunder, was robed with beauty. What? Was, was robed in beauty more than one of these. Was, Solomon in all his thunder was what? He was robed in beauty, but not more than one of those beautiful things that God created. So if God had closed the meadow, meadow would hay, which is short of time and be dried up and burned, won't he provide for you the clothes you need the What? Through the, and, and live your life with little faith, even though you live your life with such little faith. So forsake your worries. What will you eat? What will you drink? Because why? Your heavenly father's got it figured out. And that's where we get uh, 633. So above all, right, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and his righteousness that proceeds from him then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Man, ain't that cool? That's some good stuff, ain't it? Like, man, I gotta worry about this. Now, why do we worry? Because we, we gotta get to a place of trust. It's okay. Everybody, everybody's here. Now, look at this. This will help you. We, we've, we've used this scripture before, but I think you need to see it because it's big, right? Fli- um, if you look at um, Philippians chapter four, y'all know this. Um, you could say any passion. Philippians four and four. You know what I mean? Passion reads kind of clear, but I, hopefully you're pulling this in. Like, man, this ain't this isn't easy. Yeah, I know it's not easy, but it's doable. So you're you're gonna have to get to the place. So Philippians in four and four says, "Be cheerful, what joyous celebration in every season of life. Let your joy overflow, for you are what united with the anointed one." Look at this. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship for what our Lord is ever near. Now watch six. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So keep look at this verse 8. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic, real, honorable, admirable, beautiful, respectful, pure, holy, merciful and kind and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Man, ain't hey, good that's good stuff, ain't it? So here's what it is, right? If you see this amount And Matthew said, what? Don't be worried about your life. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds real simple in the middle of calmness. That seems real simple in the middle of life right now. But when it goes wild, I don't know if I can do it. Now, here's something that I really, really wanted to share with you. Okay, and this has really been on me. So, I was saying this to somebody. Have you ever noticed that in the midst of stuff, you don't really use some of the principles that God has given you to get out? It's true. And what I really been feeling is, this is a really different angle to take, so I want, I want you to go with me on this journey, and it's okay to go here. And I really need you to think for like the next Fifteen minutes, at least, real, real, real focused in attention. So don't be moving around a lot. Just, just get this. It's really going to help you. Okay, you, you guys at home. Make, sometimes I know this is on the kids are running around and all this stuff or whatever. Okay. I thought about Elijah. Elijah has a great miracle. Calls down fire of heaven. Really moves in strong power, and somehow he gets disconnected in relationship. Jezebel rises up, pushes him, and that controlling atmosphere has now driven him to a place of despair. To the point, he's, he's literally, he's honestly suicidal. And I say that very, very carefully. But he don't want to live no more. He is under such immense pressure from something that is not as real, but it's so real to him, he does not even want to live anymore. And God in his graciousness finds him. Now let me ask you a question. You don't think Elijah knew how to walk with God? You don't think Elijah knew how to talk with God? He just got now for some of you don't know the whole story, let me give it to you. He just got done. Elijah In this moment of life, we can go to Kings and read it, but we might, maybe we'll study this a little bit more. Let's just see where today goes because I feel a really good anointing on this. This is really important for people, okay? So let me just give you the overview. Elijah, the prophet of God, is, is contending in the earth for his belief system in God. In the midst of this, all the false idol worshipers meet him and literally, he challenges them. Y'all know the story, most of you, but people watch that don't understand this stuff. He, is, he challenged them that his God is real and that all the other gods of the earth are false. And he, he literally has an, a challenge in the middle, a middle, in the middle of the people. And he said, here's the deal. I'll give you all day to do whatever you need to do to get your God to move. And you all know the story. They came and they worshiped this and they were, and nothing happened. But Elijah lays out the sacrifice, pours water all over the sacrifice, drenches it and called fire down from heaven that the Bible says it licked up all the water, meaning that the water dried up and burnt the sacrifices to Jehovah God, our God. You're telling me this guy don't know how to pray? You're telling me this guy doesn't know how to move with God. You've never seen you've never. I don't care what you've seen. You ain't never seen a miracle like that. You're telling me he doesn't know who God is. You're telling me not after doing these exploits. You're telling me he doesn't know how to get a hold of God. You're telling me he doesn't know what, what, what to do. No. In this moment, okay, Elijah, he knows. Let's just say this. He knows how to pray. He knows what to pray. He knows how to get a hold of God. He knows what to do. He knows how to say it. He knows how to live it. He knows how to do it because he's done it. And here comes an opposition from Jezebel explaining that it's, see, this controlling atmosphere. And let me explain something to you. This this atmosphere of that that spiritual climate is in the earth right now. It absolutely is. Jezebel is not a woman. It's a spirit that worked through a woman. It's a spirit that's in the earth right now. It's a controlling spirit. It's, it's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's a spirit in the atmosphere that if you're not careful, you'll succumb to it and not even know it and be manipulated by it by its delusion. So he gets stuck in, in a moment where He's running from the the pressure of the words of Jezebel. And God finds him in a cave. God finds him in a cave and goes, what are you doing? Where in the heaven are you? What is going on? And he comes to him, right? He says, I'm not in this little small voice. I'm not in all that. He said, I am in, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I am in a still small voice. I'm, I'm, here. I'm looking at this thing. He said, I, I'm not in an earthquake. I'm, I'm, not in, I'm, not in, I'm not in this flood. I was gonna pull it up. It's 1 Kings. Let's go over here and look. 1 Kings 19, let me read this to you. 1 Kings 19, 9, when the Lord speaks to him. because Elijah was hiding You read verse four, King James is fine. If you read verse four, we could start with verse four because it really shows the power of the potential of what pain he was walking in in a moment, okay? And we could take time so you could see this because I want you to see this. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die. He is suicidal, because of the pressure of life so uh, listen man you might know all the things to do and feel so much pressure you you can't even stand it i under i get it this is like serious right i didn't think we were going this way but we are and he said it is enough have you ever been like man it's enough i just cannot take this anymore it's enough He prays to God to take away his life. He's just done. And sometimes when you get so much pressure like this, you're just looking to get out of it any way you can. And one of the things I think is good, and he slept under the juniper tree and an angel came and touched him and said, arise and eat. And I don't know about you, but sometimes, man, when it looks like life is so pressure-filled, you just got to sometimes stop thinking for a minute. Just, just try to just like, just, just try to, sometimes this is why you need rest. Like you really seriously, you need to go take a nap, man, and come back at life tomorrow. You need to just take a rest, take a nap in the middle of the afternoon and come back at life tonight. You got to sometimes just take a break before you make decisions that are really, really dangerous to your destiny. Not just like that, you could just like you ever get like so tired you get angry, they even tell you this. Like don't don't make big decisions when you're tired. Don't do that. It's not smart. Like just chill out. It can wait a day. And he looked, and there was a cake baking on the coals, and a cruise of water at his head, and he ate and drank and laid down again. And the angel of the Lord came to him a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because thy journey journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink, and he went in his strength. Of that meat for 40 days and 40 nights on the harab in the Mount of God. So he ate meat, sustainable meat that lasted 40 days and 40 nights. We might need some of that if the earth keeps going the way it's going, right? Meat that doesn't run out. Come on, somebody. How I many you know that's a miracle, right? He ate, he ate, he ate a cake, lasted, that's one heck of a protein bar, right? That's, what, that's the best power bar going. If we could bottle that up, somebody figure out what Elijah bars. Elijah bars. Elijah bars, you eat one of these and you don't get hungry for 40 days and 40 nights. Bars by Elijah. <laughs> can you imagine? Miracle sustenance. You know, can you imagine doing a commercial for that thing? Elijah bars, 40 days and 40 nights. That's funny, right? And came to the cave, in verse 9, and lodged there. And the word of the Lord came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah. And he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord of God of hosts for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altar, slain thy prophets with a sword. And I, even I am only left and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, go forth and what? Stand upon the mountain. Oh, stand upon the mount unto before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by a great and strong wind that rent the mountains and broken pieces the rocks before the Lord. How many know when wind's flying that hard and breaking rocks, it's moving. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind and the earthquake, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. It's kind of funny, right? God can be God can be moving, and 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 not 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 be present in what is happening because he's not there. But after the fire, he was in the still, small voice. Man, he said, I'm not going to be in all this, but I'm going to be in the still, small voice. Look at this, right? And so it was so that Elijah heard it. He wrapped his face in the mantle. He went out and stood and to enter in the cave. And behold, there came a voice him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I've been very just, this is the same thing over again. I'm the only one. I'm the only one left. And the Lord said in him, go return to the way to Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. Right? And he says this, he tells him what? And he goes, and he, he basically says, put the mantle that was on your life on Elisha. And, and literally, he's pretty much done. And the whirlwind comes down and you all know the story. But here's what I want you to know. How does someone that knows exactly what to do, because he obviously had God, but when it come down over here, he could not grasp the still small voice of God to direct him in times of pressure. And that's what I want to say. This is what I'll tell you. Don't be worried about your life. That's easier said than done, because it seems like when life is pouring out everything that seems to be impossible to come to pass life starts pouring out doesn't seem like this marriage can change doesn't seem like this doctor's report can change it doesn't seem like we can get out of debt doesn't seem like they're going to get healed doesn't seem like they're going to get their miracle doesn't seem like this can change doesn't seem like there's all this stuff he said what he said i can do it but here's the thing Have you ever been in the middle of that? And sometimes what I'm trying to show you here tonight is this, sometimes I'm building revelation, knowledge, facts of faith, understanding of the word of God, application of truth for my future, okay? Sometimes when it shows up, It doesn't take effect. But I still have to build myself on these principles to make it through these times of pressure. Now let me explain that. What are you saying? You are getting a kingdom mentality and developing kingdom principles. You are getting truth principles and developing principles of truth. You're getting word truth and changing your life. You're getting all this. Now watch this. This is a big one. You're developing these things for when the resistance shows up to try to take those away. Okay? Here's the key. When it shows up, you might not have the strength of application to produce this word in the middle of the moment. It's okay. What are you saying? I'm meditating in the word of God I'm confessing the word of God. I'm praying in tongues now. I'm doing spiritual things now. I'm reading my word now. I'm developing my spirit life now. I'm walking towards spiritual growth now. When the situation, the life hit, the pain, the obstacle, the circumstance, the enemy, when it shows up, sometimes... We are not strong enough in the middle of the pressure to do what we need to do to get out of it. Where are you? I'm in the cave. What are you doing? I'm hiding. Hey man, I'm hearing this still small voice. Hey God, that's great, but I don't wanna hear the still small voice. I'm trying to get out of the pressure that I'm in and it doesn't seem like it goes away. What I do, what when I I do what I'm supposed to do to get out. I've never said that in 20 something years because I've never seen it like this before. Now, I really want you to think about it. When you were in your, your, your most pressure-filled moment, did you really meditate? Probably not. Because you, did you, really, did you really speak the word? Probably not. Did you really go lean on God? Probably not. Because in the midst of these pressure situations, that is what we're supposed to be doing, but we don't really do that. We look to get alleviation of the pressure through a soulish way instead of a spiritual way, which is normal. Like, I just want it to go away. I just want the feeling to go away. I just want the pain to go away. I just want the grief to go away. I just want the drama to go away. I want all this circumstantial pressure to go away. Now, go away. But sometimes what happens is you linger in it longer. It's all right, just hear me. But guess what? Why am I developing myself spiritually so I don't quit in those pressure moments? That's why. Elijah's like, I'm done. If Elijah would have just held on, he would have got through. Now, here's what I'm saying. Let trust and love override everything you're thinking in times like that because it might seem like oh I'm going to lean into the things of God no man I tell you what it's the hardest when you're in these pressure pockets to do this hey don't worry about it why are you worried about your life God knows what you need come on gas is seven bucks a gallon before you blink I know what you're thinking come on inflation's going through the roof hello it ain't going to get better. It will get better later, but it's going to get worse before it gets better. You, you're going to get to a place. The other day, I went to go buy something. I said, was that for, was that for like four or two? I said, I need two. The guy literally quoted me on the thing, and I said, is that for all, 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 all four? I'm buying tires, right? And I said, you're talking about all four of them, right? I said, no, I only need two. He goes, that is two. I said, a year ago, that was all four now, bro. Like, what is going on? Like, you gotta be totally out of it not to see this thing coming, right? You know, you go in the store, and I don't understand any of that stuff, but I'm like, wasn't that three bucks just the other day? Now it's four bucks. Wasn't gas just this? Now it's that. Wasn't this that? Then you can't find this, can't get that. Then the guy told me the other day, oh yeah, it might be a week. We ordered something here at the church, three weeks. I said three weeks to get the thing in. Oh yeah, and then they, we got a quote for something else. Oh, uh, uh, they're f- three months out. I said three weeks. Three. What in the world is going on? D- but don't worry. Yeah, it's. I, listen, man. I'm not sitting here saying that you're supposed to cave in when this stuff shows up. I'm just telling you it might give you a life hit. Like, boom. I got. Boom. My help comes from God. Your help comes from God. But what happens is sometimes when these pockets hit, this worried life hits, God said, I'll take care of everything you need provided. Okay? So guess what? He was telling Elijah, I got this. Yeah, I know you got it, but why can't I hear it then? You don't think Elijah in the back of his head somewhere knew God's got this? don't let your flesh sabotage your future. Because I'm telling you, he wasn't done. You see what I'm saying? So he goes, look, pressure. So I get it. God is giving us the example to understand this stuff. I like it, right? It's big because we worry. We don't even know why we're worried. Now let's go back over here. If you go back over here to uh, Matthew chapter six, it's going to make a whole lot of sense because we've been in this because this is all about kingdom principles. How many of you know this is important, right? So when you look at Matthew six, um, we're going to go back to Max, Matthew six. Let's jump down to verse twenty-seven, okay? And you're going to see something else. Uh, passion is great, man, because the pa- the passion um, the passion just re- it re- it reads. I feel it reads a lot easier. You know what I'm saying? I, it's for me personally. Praise the Lord, because when you got that all figured out, I'll tell you what's going to happen. It's it's going to help you. What's going on here? I'm trying to get my, I got to get my timer right because if I don't have my timer right, I preach longer. And you guys are like, Pastor Chris preached all night. He preached into Thursday. He preached from Wednesday to Thursday. He didn't stop. I got in heaven. So which of you, by worrying, could add anything to your life? Ain't that good? Then just sit in that for a minute. Right? Now these are life needs. Clothes. Why? Would you worry about your clothing? Remember, we've been here. Come on, I just read this to you, didn't I? Come on. He says, "Now, God takes care of the beautiful flowers. Won't He take care of you? See it? Look at verse thirty-one. Slip on down. We read these, right? So then, forsake your worries. What worries are those? What you going to eat? What are you going to drink? What am I going to wear? Watch this. For that is what unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your bodies require? He got it. He knows you need a new pair of Jordans. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah, right? He knows, ladies, he knows you need a new dress. He knows what you need. He knows what you want to eat. He knows where you want to go. He knows what you want to do. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then in all, look at this, look at this. Seek after the kingdom of God. That's God's way of doing things. Seek after righteousness. You staying in right standing and how he does things. The kingdom of God is how he rules and reigns and does things. In this, in this context, when you um, connecting to the kingdom of God, right? He's saying kingdom principles, chase after the kingdom of God, find out how God rules the earth and the heavens with his principles and what? Keep yourself in right standard with those principles, righteousness. Keep yourself right. So if God says, well, the kingdom works like this, and you go, well, I'm gonna do the opposite. You're not seeking righteousness. You're not seeking the kingdom. You're doing what you wanna do. Watch this. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. My God in heaven. Did you get that? Seek first. So above all, do what? God's realm, God's kingdom, God's righteousness, God's way of doing it. This is big, right? And God will give you all this stuff abundantly. Now watch verse 34. And everybody said, praise the Lord. Refuse to worry about tomorrow. Now how many of you know that's a direct command? I'm refusing you to worry about tomorrow. But deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. See that? So now what am I trying to get you to see? You are developing, because this is big. Why do I got to develop? Now this is what you need to hear and I'm done. Why do I got to pray in tongues today? Because what, this is what I'm showing you. When the pressure shows up, you're probably not going to pray in tongues. This is good stuff, man. Nobody talks like this. Why do I want you to confess the word of God today? Because it's easy. Because the minute you get into pressure and your knees are knocking, you're probably not going to confess the word of God. I just, don't, I just can't have you quit. Oh my God. This, this thing will preach the pain off the wall. If you're hearing me, you're getting me. Because watch this. Look back at your life right now. Look back at your life right now. Look back at your life right now. Don't you lie, right? When the pressure hits, you ain't confessing the word of God. You ain't praying in tongues. You don't even want to come to church. You want to go curl up somewhere and hide from life. So it's not in the middle of those massive pressure moments or those times when you're going through that press that you're really so spiritual. I need you to be so spiritual so when you get here, you don't quit. Now, I'm not saying you might not speak the word. I'm not saying you might not have been already developed here, but if you ain't developed enough, oh, come on. Robo brata. If you're not developed enough, you're gonna be eating. Watch it. You're gonna watch eating ding dongs and eating Doritos and ho hos and just chilling, eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream and watching Netflix. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here and watching Netflix. And you ain't even want to go to church. And you're gonna to try to simulcast me on the screen and not pay attention to me. Why? Because in the middle of those weaknesses, you ain't looking for strength right then and there. You're just looking for way to get out. That's why I need you to pray and. T- Tongues today. That's why I need you to confess the word of God today. That's why I need you in church each and time. And let me tell you right now, you need to be in church every time the doors open. It's tomfoolery, nonsense, oh, crazy. These the oh, you know we're gonna have a we're gonna have a we're gonna have a, a meeting in the woods because we're woods. Pe- Shut up with this. You got to come in the house of the Lord, man. You got to come in God's house. Well, you know, uh, my. My my house is the church. Quiet, house is the church. Look, I understand the building, but I'm gonna tell you what, this building's holy. Now I'm being serious. Look, Pastor Chris, who in the heaven do you think you are? I'll tell you exactly who I think I am. I'm the man of God, that's who I am. And I, I ask God's presence to come in this building. That's why God's presence. You know what's funny? They could testify to this. There's two people in here right now, right? They ain't, oh, oh, you need all these people. I don't need all you people to get God's presence to show up. I get God's presence to show up, just me. Come on now. I'll pull them in here. I'll worship him till he shows up. I was singing unto him the, all, 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 uh, all the way in. I was, but his, I felt him. I got loaded up. So he said, oh, the building doesn't matter. It does. It's God's house. We set a habitation for him. Why do you think he talked about his tabernacle? I understand your body, but guess what? This house is holy. Remember when you used to go into church and you kind of like going, not this religious nonsense. You go into church and you could feel the atmosphere of God? You didn't feel that in your house? You didn't set that atmosphere in your house? You can't. You got to set it in the church. God said, I'll meet you in between the porch and the altar. God said, I'll meet you in this altar. He said, This is the altar of God. This place has been consecrated and sanctified unto God. You got to get in church, glory to God. So like, well, I don't need no church. I don't be over we here. We got to. Small, like be quiet you got to get in the house of the Lord amen you got to show up in here and let stuff get washed off you and get the word washing you and get the word of God washing you and amen and then here's the thing I set an atmosphere they, oh this is about you you know I get somebody but this is about you no you realize I, I know I'm nobody that's why I could talk like about in that way I know I can't do nothing look I know my weakness more than anybody trust me I know right, right you know write book I can't write a book. I don't even know where to put a comma. You know what I mean? I don't want no glory for none of this stuff, but you need to come in here because this is an atmosphere. I'll do it with eight people the rest of my life. I don't really care because I'm being serious, man. You guys think I'm kidding? And that's what happens. And you be honest with yourself because I already One, five, uh, one, two. I, I already pulled like three people, four people right with this because I want to test it out. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start talking to you young guys too. I got, like the young people in here because they, they, they'll tell the truth. And you older people will too, but you lived a little too much life. You give me, you give me loaded answers. Like, well, praise me to God. You got to confess the word of God. Well, were you confessing the word of God last time you were sick? Were you confessing the word of God last time you had financial trouble? And I'm not talking about three times. See what I'm saying? Be honest with yourself. When the pressure hits, you look looking to hide. You ain't got no, oh, you ain't in the front row worship God with your hands in the air. Not until it gets good again. Oh, preach, preach, preacher, preach. I'm preaching so good, I'm preaching myself happy. See what I'm saying? So now when I come in here with maintenance, my maintenance is for you to maintain a miracle when you're in a mess. Come on. This is why you're in the grind. Five minutes of prayer. Download that. Yeah, it's easy to pray today, but it might not be easy to pray tomorrow. Don't get to play. This joker's calling down fire from heaven. It's licking it up. It, they, they, they they got burning it. Man, he burned it. They burned it all. The sacrifice in them clowns. All gone. This joker's like, man, I'm Elijah. Can you imagine if you were Elijah? Dude, I would have got a YouTube page with that joker right there. i like, watch this. Fire coming out. Ate it all up. Like, look at my God. You know, I would have been arrogant just a little bit. You know? Not like in a rude way, but like, look at my God. Can He do it? Won't He do it? Look at my God. Look at my. Look what my God can do. Shut your mouth. What do you got? Your God's the devil. Look at my God. Look how big he. Right then, Jezebel comes. He gets the. He gets the word from the prophet that Jezebel is looking for him. Right, and he's hiding in the cave. God's like, where are you? How'd you go from fire calling down ministry to hiding in a cave? Now, this is what I'm saying. You could disconnect because of pressure. Now, watch this. Was it true? No. It wasn't true. It's a lie. But he believed it and what? Caused a moment in his life of setback. Okay, so we all do that, whether it's real, fabricated, lies, whatever it is. But here's my question Ain't this true? Because I started seeing my ministry. Because I'm a man. See, I, I push you guys, I drive you for success. It's not light and easy in here. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I, maybe this is the answer to my question. This sermon's the answer to my question for you. So there you go. I just got my answer. And thank you, God. I'm like, God, God, I'm grinding these dudes. I'm like, get in the Word, read your Bible, come in the atmosphere. I'm setting an atmosphere, the presence of God, praying in tongues, pushing you, pushing you, read, stay, stay close, get in church, get involved, ba-da-ba. I'm like, that's what I do with you. I just drive you, come on, in a good way, not in a weird way, right? It's not, this atmosphere ain't easy. You've been, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I, come on, come on. Keep swinging. And then I'm like, well, maybe I'm too. Maybe I'm off the rail because I, you know, I have these these opinions of myself sometimes. Like, oh, you're crazy, dude. Like, would I go to church here? You know. And then I was like, why? He goes. And then I'm like, looking at people take life hits and go, are are they are they hitting it? Are they winning it? Are they getting it? Is it happening? Is it all doing its thing? Then I'm going, well, what? And the Spirit of God got me. He said, you might not look like you're winning over here, but I got you prepared over there. You're not quitting. See what I'm saying? So yeah, man, I'm up in the game now. Because see what I mean? You're developed. Have you not done this? And you really think about this. Have you not done this? Think about this. Man, I do develop in certain seasons, but man, when it looks like all this pressure shows up, Man, I'm just trying to get out of it. I, I, I don't know what's going on here, man. Seems like I I'm I'm like almost got knocked out, right? <laughs> Something hit me. I spiritually don't know what's going on. I don't naturally know what's going on. I, mean, I know God's real, but I don't know, man. If I, Man, enough is enough. That we said. Enough's enough, man. Elijah said, I'm done, bro. Just don't quit. See what I'm saying? And I started thinking about people. I was like, ain't that it? It's enough. No, no, no. It's okay. Just hang on. And then we're going to call it. And cultivate and then get ready. And then cultivate and then get ready. And then you're going to get so good. And to cultivate it, you're going to be so ready that when it comes, you're going to be like, Nah, I know what you I got to speak to that storm. I got to speak to you. I don't want, I don't have the strength right now, but I know I got to talk to you because I'm feeling it right now. I'm feeling it right now. But I, I got to be able, I got to be able to talk, speak to this thing. Here comes that financial storm. Here comes that physical storm. Here comes that report. Here, I, I, I'm healed by stripes. Woo, come on, somebody, right? I'm blessed and prosper. See it? You got to start allowing these things to cultivate. So we're in, we're in, we're in the, we're right over here. We're in the consistency of growth for the maintenance of life. Don't worry about it. When you want to go over here and eat ding-dongs and watch Netflix and check out, and then you're trying to get emotional, you're really trying to do is get your emotional needs met when it can only be spiritual things that can get you through. It's okay. But don't get worried. I'm worried. Don't you think, why do you think Elijah was in the cave? He was worried. Oh, don't worry about that. Can you imagine that? Then you'd look like a nitwit, wouldn't you? Everybody, you got to be, why aren't you more concerned? Take care, right? Don't people get mad at you? You should be, you should be more concerned about this. Why, why are you not concerned about this? Well, what what good's worrying going to do? Oh, you know what? You're, you're irresponsible. You're so irresponsible. You should be more responsible than that. You should be taking care and worry. Bible tells me not to take care and no worry. You see what I'm saying? We've been brainwashed. And that's what I said the other day. I said, you see the birds in the air? He said, they don't toil in their spin. And the King of Jesus said, they don't even worry where they're going to get food from. I said this was uh, the other week. Remember that? I said, God's got the worms. He knows where the worms are in the dirt, bro. He'll tell that worm, come out. This sounds crazy, but this is what my head was thinking. He'll tell that worm, come out now when that bird's flying by. Don't worry, that bird ain't going to starve. You ain't going to starve neither. He said, did I take care of the birds? He said, well, I want to take care of you. Stop worrying and start trusting God. And let me tell you something. Another thing. This world tell you, we're going to run out. We ain't running out of nothing. We ain't running out of trees. We ain't running out of water. We ain't running out of jack. As long as God's on the throne, we ain't running out of nothing. These people are crazy. Running out of this. And we, going, ozone is going to burn up the world. Shut up. Ain't going to burn up nothing. you just seeing the times and the signs because he's coming back. That ain't meaning no trees are going to run out. Everybody talking about all this global warming and all this stuff. And I even heard, uh, you know, the guy, the big smart guy. You know, he's like, well, you know, if anything's going to help the environment, that's what we're going to do. Look, if you see the environment disappearing, it's because he's coming back, not because it's running out. God ain't the God of run out. He's the God I'm coming back. Praise be to God. And just because you can see the times and the signs don't mean nothing. Come on. It's our job to go make sure we're preparing the people to meet him. Amen? Because we got to meet him too. Glory to God. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person that's sounding my voice. I thank you that tonight... We've been equipped and we've been entrusted with the word of God that can change our life forever. We thank you, Father, that when we go through the hits of life or the obstacles of life or the worries of life or the cares or the anxieties, we know that we've been cultivating a spiritual life that can maintain and sustain these obstacles and overcome them. May we never forget how good you are and what you could do to bring us the victory we've been looking for in every area of our life. And Father, I thank you and I bless you for blessing them and keeping them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen. Well, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Let me tell you what we got going on. Don't forget this weekend, 4th of July weekend, glory to God, is going to be, we're going to have our picnic immediately after church. Glory to God. Make plans to attend. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a great time. And don't forget, make plans for IMA thirteenth July 13, 14, and 15. I'm looking down at my calendar because I want you to do it. So don't forget, July the 3rd, we got the picnic. That's this Sunday. So you come on out, come dress, come ready to have fun, come ready to eat some food and hang out and have a great time. And then the final week, next weekend, man, we, we're gonna be here, man. We're gonna it's, it's honest, on us, man. I can't even two weeks from that, you know what I'm saying? 13, 14, and 15. We're gonna be here from IMA. It's gonna be massive conference is gonna be huge. I wanna see you in the building. Make plans, make every night. Go set your calendar bank. Like, well, you know, I'll go Friday. No, you'll go to 13, 14, and 15. Cause you know what's funny about people? I'm telling you now. And I'm going to say this. God might have Wednesday night, your night. You think he's working on your schedule? Now, we he, we set up an atmosphere. We've been praying for months. God, you bring it. You might get your aunt. Is that pressure for me to come? Yeah, it's pressure for you to come. Because you need to be in the building. Don't miss your miracle. Don't miss your opportunity. That's not preacher frustration. I'm going to get it. I'll get your stuff if you don't come get it. No, serious, man. I'll get it. I'll take it and call it my own. It's true. That's how God works. We set an atmosphere for God's presence. And if you ain't here, you ain't going to get what God's got for you. You better get it. And they said, Pastor Chris, I can't make it. I do not even want. Can I watch? You better watch. Because that's the next best thing is watch it. The next best thing after that is hear it. And here's another thing. This is really big. You know, I was listening to somebody and they said something so good. They said, hey, uh, they, this is really good. They said to me, they said, hey, you know, when, when it's free, right, everything's free. The conference is free. The internet's free. The podcasts are free. When, it, when, it, when, it's, when it's free, when we provide free stuff to you, then literally, if it's free, you got no excuse. There's no excuse. You cannot make an excuse. I don't have the money for it. It's free. I don't have the time. It's free. I don't have the app. It's free. I don't, it's free. So you cannot, if it's free, you can't make no excuse to not know. It's free. So guess what? If we provide this thing for you, you got no excuse. You see Jesus, you can't be like, well, I didn't wait. He's like, why don't you go to a conference? Why don't you go get it? I, was, I had it laid up on a platter for you. I was prepared to pay before you in the presence of your enemies, but you didn't go sit down and eat. I'm telling you, that's why you can't get that at your house. We don't serve that at your house. God serves it in his house. And let me tell you something about God. He wants you to come to his house before he's ever going to get in your house. You don't believe it? Go read Haggai chapter one and two. He said, you want to take care of your house? That's great. Take care of my house first. Get in the house of the Lord. It's important. Amen. I promise you. And that's like, well, you know, pressure. That's pressure. Yeah, you're good. It's pressure. It's pressure to get in the house of the Lord and get what God's got for you because God's showing up here. He ain't showing up everywhere. He's showing up here for you because he loves you. Amen? Praise be to God. Well, I'm excited about it. You should be excited about it too. It's going to be a great week. And don't forget, come on out this weekend. Bring your shorts, your flip flops. Come to church dressed like that. It's cool with me. Let's go. Let's get out there and let's have a great time. It's going to be awesome. I love you and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at RelevantFL.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.